and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. You're home for tips, insight and the latest football discussion. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. As ever, thank you for tuning in. Yes, thank you. The international break is in the past and we look forward to a weekend of Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two football. Did you enjoy the international break? Quick word on it. England, kind of, I guess, unlucky not to get a draw in the end against Spain. Yeah, unlucky, puffed and puffed, decent display. Not really, it's just passed without a whimper, really, isn't it? I, I don't feel bad or good about it. Well, we've got another one coming up in October, followed by another one in November. So uh, we don't have to wait too long for the goodness of international football to be back on our doorstep. But um, back to the bread and butter this weekend, the Premier League and all football league leagues, which is what we love. So we'll go through our highlights from each of the leagues. We'll also cover last week's absolute disastrous bomb-proof treble um, and have a little look at fantasy football and contact information. We'll start with what is arguably the highlight of the weekend, and it comes in the Saturday 12.30 kickoff in the Premier League. Um, that's Tottenham at home to Liverpool. Tottenham can be found at 15 to 8, the draws 13 to 5, and Liverpool the favourites for this one, 29 to 20. Which way do you see this one going? I can see goals, that's for sure. I think uh, it doesn't take a genius to work out that when Tottenham and Liverpool meet, there's usually goals. In terms of the result, I don't, I just sway towards Liverpool, to be honest. I think from the, uh, from the starts of the seasons, obviously, Tottenham kind of didn't really have a plan B, did they, against Watford? And they kind of got unstuck no. there. Liverpool, however, just seemed to keep on going. For me, I'd be looking at both teams to score as the safe bet. It is 8-15. to 15. In terms of a result, if I had to go, I'd go red and I'd go for Liverpool. But it's going to be a, a cracker, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd be looking at both teams to score draw here, I think, personally. That's priced at 17 to 5, so not too bad. Just, just a bit of a 3 to 1. It's going to be a very entertaining game. I expect there to be goals. The bookies tend to agree with us. Um, over 2.5 goals is priced at 13 to 20 as an alternative bet for you there. Big game for Tottenham, this especially. Think all the pressures on them. Especially after the loss to Watford before the international break and considering Liverpool have won every single game so far this season. But uh, yeah, we'll see how this one goes. going to be a very entertaining tie, no matter what. I'd like to have a look at the three o'clock game, Manchester City. They're playing Fulham at home. They're priced at one to eight. I thoroughly expect them to win. What I'd be looking at for this game is Manchester City to win and both teams to score, and that's priced at two to one. City are a bit of a strange one this season. They've played five games, four in the league, one in the Community Shield. In the two games they've played against fellow top six clubs, they beat Arsenal 2-0, Chelsea 2-0. And then in the other three games, they've played against teams lower down in the league and they've conceded in each game. So they've got a 2-1 win, a 6-1 win and a one all draw. So <laughs> what can we take from that? You know, they, they concede in against lower teams. They seem to be keeping it tight against the tougher teams on paper. So perhaps they're playing a more expansive attacking game against the lower sides, which leaves more gaps to be exploited. But I certainly think, looking on uh, previous form and how things have been going this season, that Fulham have got enough about them to get a goal against City. Yeah, you could argue that it's a mentality thing. A lot of times, you know, teams will race their game in the biggest games. And against some of the smaller sides, they may... You know, relax a little bit. It is only natural, as driven and as motivated as you are, it is only natural to look at the game and think, let's follow them at home. If we play as well as we can, we know we'll win. As opposed to Liverpool away, it's going to be a big test, really got to up it, etc, etc. It's only natural. I think with Mitrovic as well, Man City have looked slightly vulnerable uh, with balls into the box. That's how Huddersfield scored their goal. That's how Wolverhampton Wanderers scored their goal. 
I think with Mitrovic, he, he notched another one in midweek for Serbia. I think he's obviously a, a key danger. Yeah, he's uh, well on form this season. And Fulham have kind of found their shooting boots, haven't they? You've got four against Burnley, two against Brighton. So a lot of goals there against two teams who don't really concede too many goals. I think Fulham have pace on the wings as well, don't they? Schürrle, Sessegnon, Adoy, Brian from right back. I think, yeah. yeah, Fulham to score, but City ultimately to comfortably win. I don't think there's any doubt about that. No. Um, anything else you like the look of in the Premier League Saturday? Well, like the look of is not really how I'd describe it. But we do have Huddersfield and Palace. It's a Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Is it going to be first on match of the day? Absolutely not. But it is a big game early on in the season. Palace haven't started as well as everyone thinks. What I do expect is under 2.5 goals, 8 to 13. And I think I go for draw on this one, which is 21 to 10. Can't see Palace going there, getting beaten. I just don't believe in Huddersfield going forward, especially this season. And I think I would sit on the fence here, say that Palace will go there, get a draw, and it will be under 2.5. If you want to add those two together, you can get that at 13 to 5. I don't know what you think about that, but that's that's a pretty big price. I think a lot of this depends on Wilfred Zahar. Injured for Palace's last game when they went 2-0 down to Southampton, which was very disappointing. It looks like he could be back for this weekend's match. It's a bit, I think it's a bit touch and go at the moment. But if he is back, it's going to be a massive boost because I saw a stat the other day. It's absolutely mind-blowing, really. I think in the last 11 consecutive games where Zaha's not played for Palace, they've lost every single game. So that shows how Unreal. important he is to what they are and how well they do. I mean, yeah, when you're, when you're Crystal Palace and you've got a winger that could play for arguably any team in the league, yeah, you're going to miss him. But he's a wide man. That's that's what I don't understand. He's he's not a centre-half or, you know, he's not a central midfielder or a goalie, you know, like down the spine of the team. So that's, that is surprising, but I suppose anyone yeah. would miss a talented player like Zaha. If Zaha's not there, I can absolutely see under 2.5, absolutely. Um, if he is back, then then who knows? But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very dependent on him, which is worrying for Palace at this early stage of the season. Also at three o'clock, we've got Bournemouth against Leicester. So result-wise, I feel like it's a bit of a toss-up. So I think both teams to score is the avenue to go down for this one. That's priced at four to seven. So it's not the best price we're going to see all weekend, but. Two teams that have been very good going forward so far this season. Leicester has scored in every single game, league and cup. Bournemouth, on the other hand, have scored two in every single game, apart from the most recent defeat at Chelsea. No shame in losing to Chelsea and not scoring a goal, really. But yeah, these are two teams who will have solid upper mid-table ambitions for this season. Much better in attack than at the back. And I think there'll be goals here. I think this is similar to when Bournemouth played Everton a few weeks ago. I expect over 2.5, plenty of goals. That one finished 2-2. And I, I think this one's going to be likewise. Yeah, I think whenever Bournemouth and Leicester play, uh, even when it's not against each other, you expect goals. So when they come together, you certainly expect goals. And yeah, for, for me, both teams to score is the best bet. I want to bring your attention. I'm, I'm not quite sure what I 100% fancy for this game, but I do want to bring your attention to Manchester United, their away game at Watford. So this is the 5.30 kickoff. Obviously, Watford surprised everyone so far this season, find themselves above Manchester City in third, the four games, level at top of the league. And we all know about United, how poor they've been so far. How do you see this one going? Is this the game Mourinho goes? Is he going to hang on? Um, what are your thoughts? I don't think he's going to go. Even if they lose this game, I don't think he'd go. Result-wise, it's a tough one to pick. It really is. When you look at Man U, priced heavy favourites here, just under evens, Watford 10-3. to 
I do not trust Manchester United enough whatsoever to back them at under evens. Not so that's out of the equation straight away. What I'd actually be looking at is Watford to score. That's priced at one to two. Um, they've scored at least two in each of their four Premier League games so far. United have conceded seven from their first four with just one clean sheet. One to two for Watford to get on the score sheet is a pretty good price. Um, I'd also consider that Watford will arguably be fresher. They've had far less players involved in international matches over the last two weeks. Pogba's probably still going to be pissed from the World Cup celebrations that have been happening in France. He's spoken openly about the riff with Mourinho. Luke Shaw's now injured. Rashford might be injured. Um, I don't think it's been a good two weeks for Manchester United. No, I think Pogba's probably sprained his wrist from taking so many selfies. Um, for me, <laughs> for me, I, I'd be looking at both teams to score. Yeah, I, I can't call the actual game. Um, a few, you know, few things to look at. Watford haven't won in their last three games against United. That's home or away. And their last three games at Vicarage Road, United have won 4-2. Watford have won 3-1. And United have won 2-1. So this fixture traditionally does have quite a few goals in it. And both teams to score, for which is my tip, is 4-5. to five. One for the neutrals, this one then, eh? I, I just think, you know, like Man City, I think the, the way to get at them at United is balls in the box. And Holobas, even though he's an absolute lunatic and he cannot defend, he does chuck, chuck the ball in. And they've got Troy Deeney up there, who's not scared to, to nut one in. Andre Gray, bits around the box. Pereira, knockdowns. I think they'll get at least a goal, like you said, with the one to two call. Um, but obviously, at the other end, still not convinced by Daryl Jan Matt and, and uh, again, Holobas, especially in that back four. Yeah, yeah, Kafkart's exactly. just bang average, isn't he? Bang, bang average. So, yeah, yeah so someone think... like Lukaku should be able to get some joy at least once. Yeah, I agree. We've also got Chelsea Cardiff on Saturday at three o'clock. Uh, their price at one to five, though. Heavy, heavy favourites, as you'd expect. I think Chelsea will win. I think they'll win comfortably. Um, but I'm not interested at those kind of prices. I actually disagree. I actually disagree. Obviously, I think Chelsea are going to win. Let, let's not you know, let's, let's not beat around the bush. Of course, they probably will win. But I'm looking at this. This is the first time Cardiff have gone away from home to one of the big, big dogs. So mm-hmm. they've played away at Bournemouth so far. And they've played away at Huddersfield in the league. Obviously, you know, it hasn't gone great. They've only got a point from that. And I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, cause an upset or anything ludicrous like that. But what I am looking at is I think Chelsea and under. Chelsea and under 3.5 is evens. And I think that's a really good price. I don't see Chelsea annihilating a... Warnock team away at a big boy. He's going to absolutely love this, Tom. He's going to want to spoil the party like you've never seen. And I think he's <laughs> going to play literally a 10-0 formation. And I, I don't see Chelsea scoring or the game in general having over four goals. So my tip is Chelsea and under 3.5, which is at evens. Yeah, that's that's a good price to be fair. Yeah, can't argue with the price. I can see see thought process, definitely. 3-0 Chelsea still constitute a comfortable win, as we'd expect, and uh, still means a bet comes in. So, yeah, you quite like that. Anything for the Sunday? You fancying any Sunday games? I certainly think Wolves should beat Burnley, but uh, I'd be more confident in looking at something in the Everton-West Ham game. Uh, Everton price at thirty-seven to forty, the draw twenty-seven to ten, West Ham sixteen to five. I know West Ham have been absolutely diabolical for the most part this season, losing four on the spin. I'd just tip both teams to score though here, and that's priced at evens. I think a lot of people will probably be looking at Everton to win this game, considering how poor West Ham have been. But I was actually a little bit concerned by Everton in their game against Huddersfield. Uh, before the international break, when they could only manage a one-all draw. No Richarlison, 
Walcott went off injured. They only managed one shot on target against a pretty poor Huddersfield side um, who comfortably kept them at bay, threatened them from set pieces. Huddersfield actually had six shots on target in that match. Looked a much more likely team to win it. I just think that they could be struggling for a bit of creative spark without Richarlison in the squad because he's still suspended. I think that they could struggle to uh, to unlock a few doors and I think West Ham could get a goal out of this and uh, get the bet in. The general reaction of the public, certainly on social media, is that West Ham are in for a long, long, hard season. I actually think Pellegrini will turn it round. I'm not saying they're going to qualify for Europe and I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable all season, but I certainly do not see them going down. And I think a good West Ham performance, you know, maybe a draw at Goodison to get it started, is well within their hands. They probably have their best attacking player on the pitch in Marko Arnautovic. And when you have him and when you have him in form and on song, there's always a chance. Yeah, and West Ham will be looking at this as a great opportunity to pick up some points. Um, Because if you look at their run that's coming up, after this match, they play Chelsea. After that, in the league, they play Manchester United. Then they go away to Brighton, not an easy place to go. Then they're at home to Spurs. Then they're away at Leicester. So the next five Premier League games are really tough after this one for West Ham. So if they get nothing here, they could conceivably not get any more points until late October. So this is a real, real opportunity for them to get something especially when Everton have got some of their key players missing. Yeah, and I'm with you. Even when Everton are at the full strength, I'm not completely sold by the Everton hype. Um, I'm certainly you know, not going to be predicting them for too much more than what everyone else thinks, which is probably Europa League qualification. So, yeah, West Ham to not be rolled over and certainly to uh, get a goal. Agreed. Anything else for you? Or uh, is that... The wrap for the Premier League. Not really. We got Southampton, Brighton on the Monday. I have no idea what to tip for that. Maybe low scoring, but I'd be guessing. I think, you know, Monday night, when that game comes, Profit Chasers, try and enjoy it. It's not going to be great, but I think the best bet is no bet here. I think it is too unpredictable. Yeah. Um, Kick us off then with the Championship. I don't think there's anywhere else to start other than Friday night. Bit of a derby. Birmingham against West Brom. Birmingham, they've picked up the odd result, the odd draw, but they haven't actually won in the last nine games. On the flip side, you could argue they haven't lost in any of their last eight home games, but I'd rather look at the fact that they haven't won in their last nine. West Brom are coming to town, and West Brom have hit form right at the right moment. Despite a hiccup away at Middlesbrough, they dispatched Stoke nicely, 2-1, obviously recently relegated kind of encounter there. That was a really big game for them. And I feel like they've got a lot of goals in the squad. Dwight Gale scored a delightful goal the other day. And, you know, with him in the side, James McLean has settled well. And they've still got Jay Rodriguez, which is kind of yeah. you know, quite surprising, especially at this level. I think, for me, West Brom are going to go there and get the victory. They are priced at six to five. Again, you know, Birmingham don't got a decent home record, but surely it's not going to be enough to keep out West Brom. A big, big problem for Birmingham is that they can't put the ball in the back of the net. Um, in the last six games, they've drawn a blank five times. So if you can't score goals, you've got major, major problems. They've still got Luka Shukovic up front, and he's so bang average. Um, che Adams is a, not a bad player, but he was dropped um, a few weeks ago. Only came on and scored in the Forest match. But, um, yeah, and I was just about, I, I don't want to interrupt, but half their goals came in that Forest game. Yeah, yeah. They've got a cloud over the club as well. Talk is that they could be fine, they could be deducted 12 points um, for breaking financial fair play. Apparently they signed. Uh, a player for £2 million when they're under embargo, which obviously isn't allowed. 
So um, if they get this massive 12 point deduction, they're going to face a real, real uphill battle to stay in the division. And we're saying this only in September. I'd go, I'd go one further and say good night. That is the yeah. nail in the coffin if they get that. They're already yeah. one of the bottom four or five teams easily. And with a 12-point deduction, yeah, you can kiss them goodnight. See ya. Yeah, well, you could argue for them to stay up if they're scoring some goals. But if you're not scoring any goals, you, can not, you can't possibly win any matches. So with a deduction, it looks an impossible task. But if it does happen, it's been a long time coming. So uh, it all stems from sacking Gary Rowett a couple of years ago. Then that absolutely disastrous Zola run, which led to Redknapp spending a ton of money on players and uh, leaving the club in the lurch a couple of games into a new season. Unfortunately for Gary Monk, good manager, wrong club choice again. Absolutely terrible choice. <laughs> um, I'd like to move on from this game then and look at Brentford at home to Wigan. Brentford are priced at 4-5. to five. They've started the season really, really well. They're currently nicely inside the playoffs. Uh, 11 points out of a possible 18. Just three off leads in top spot. They've also got a 100% record at home this season. Four wins out of four in league and cup. Only one defeat, and that is away at Blackburn. Wigan, on the other hand, have started pretty well. They're in 10th but they've lost three times away from home this season. Their only away win came in that 3-0 thumping of Stoke, who were really, really poor at the time. A lot of their points have been coming at home, and I think that's the way it's going to be for Wigan for the majority of the season. Wigan could score a goal, but ultimately, I think Brentford have got way too much going forward. Um, Neil Morpé, Ollie Watkins, going to have too much for this Wigan side, I think. so. Four to five for Brentford. I was surprised that they were nearly evens for this match because I'd have them uh, much more odds on, I think. Yeah, again, we've seen it before. We'll, we'll see it forever and a day. It's because their name is Brentford. If this was Sunderland, or if this was West Brom or Aston Villa or Sheffield Wednesday, I don't think the odds would be as good. But it's little old Brentford, so we get to capitalise and... I totally agree. Brentford are looking really strong for a top six finish right now as it stands. So, you know, Wigan, no pushovers, but yeah, you'd expect Brentford to win that game. I'm going to look at another promotion contender. This is Derby County. So Derby in all competitions have won their last four games in a row. Um, you know, recently officially renamed to Frank Lampard's Derby County. They are <laughs> currently uh, away at sorry, they are away at Rotherham. So Rotherham have started the season decently. To be fair, they've won two and lost four. Find themselves in fifteenth. They'd snap your hand off for that at the end of the season. There's certainly no pushovers, especially at the New York Stadium. However, I do think that despite them probably nicking a goal, you're going to get that Derby will triumph. So for me. I'd be looking at Derby to get the result, but for both teams to score. And that is priced at 10-3. to 3. Derby on a very good run of form, as you say. But Rotherham, not goal shy themselves. Um, scored in the majority of their games this season. In fact, they've scored uh, in every single home game they've played so far. So, uh, yeah, good value for a goal, a Rotherham. But Derby should have the quality to get the three points on the day. Talking about both teams scoring... I'd be looking at Forest Swansea for both teams to score. So Forest, our boys, have got a bit of a problem. Very capable of scoring goals. Absolutely rotten in defence at the moment. Every single Forest game, aside from one, has been both teams to score. Just cannot keep them out. I think it's going to be the case again. Karanka is... <laughs> Like a kid in a sweet shop with signing players, even though the transfer window is now shut, you can't stop him. Signed two more midfielders, uh, some Greek bloke and Claudio Jakob, formerly of West Brom. Jakob is brought in, obviously, to kind of shield the back four a little bit. But uh, being a new signing, I don't think he's going to have the impact desired straight away. I think Swansea got enough firepower 
Ollie McBurney up front has started the season well. I think they can definitely score against Forest. Result-wise, I don't know which way it's going to go, to be honest, but definitely I can see this uh, both teams scoring streak that Forest are on to continue. Yeah, Forest in a nutshell, both teams to score. Superb going forward, could watch them all day, every day at the back. It's an absolute horror show. And going away at somewhere like Swansea, where they've quietly started well. Um, they are level with Bristol City for that final playoff spot. They're above West Brom, above Villa. A lot of teams fancy them above Forest, above Stoke. So they're quietly going about their business. And yeah, that's not a place where you want to go when you're so leaky at the back. Both teams yeah, to score is a good shout there. I also think this promotion um, head-to-head that we've got at Ashton Gate on Saturday between Bristol City and Sheffield United. I think that's probably the biggest both teams to score in the championship for me. Both have been on relentless form in front of goal. The last five meetings between these teams have yielded over three goals, never mind both teams to score. And you can get the get that game, both teams to score at four to six. Uh, Bristol City's Andy Vyman, obviously one to watch with five goals in all competitions so far this season. Nice. Um, have you got any more for the championship? No, no, all done. Uh, ready to move on to League One uh, if you are. Yeah, let's move on. Um, I found League One quite tough, to be honest. Not an awful lot, which which stands out to me. Pretty tough to pick. A lot of evenly matched games. I'll let you go first because I'm so generous. <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, Tom is right. It's, it's, it's proving to be a tough weekend for sure. One game that I think there is no doubt in terms of this bet uh, coming true is a both teams to score tip. So we've got a game between 19th place Wickham Wanderers. The Chairboys are hosting Oxford, Oxford in 23rd. I can't really predict the result despite Oxford's bad start. You know, Wickham have hardly pulled up any trees. They've only won the one game themselves. I think what you will get for sure is both teams to score. And you can get that at four to five. I think that's a really good price. Oxford... You know, they haven't really struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. It's keeping it out at the other end, really. Um, it, they just they just seem to be so leaky. And, and Wickham, obviously, have carried on from last season and seasons before them when they've been fantastic at one end. And I think both teams to score is a good tip in terms of the result. Had to press me. If you had to press me, I'd go Wickham purely because they're at home. But I think both teams to score is a safe bet. Yeah, it's interesting looking at the recent games of both of these sides because in their first two games of the season, both of these clubs, neither scored a goal. In the eight games after that, for both sides, they've scored in every single game. So uh, after drawing two blanks, they've both found the shooting boots and uh, scored plenty of goals since then. Not always winning, but scoring. So, yeah, I think both teams, again, can score against each other here because they do, like you say, have problems at the back. Um, I'd like to look at one of five unbeaten sides in the league. Quite incredible already. Seven games in, still five teams unbeaten in League One. One of those is Walsall. The surprise package is sitting in fifth place on 15 points. Last week, I gave you the tip that Walsall would either draw or win against Barnsley at huge odds of 2-1. to one. Uh, They did. They drew one all. This week, they play a Doncaster side at home who have won just one of their last seven matches. Despite that, and despite Walsall being unbeaten, you can still get Walsall as the outsiders. They're nearly 2-1. to one. They're priced at 9-5 to five for this match, which is huge. So I think Walsall have got every opportunity of beating Doncaster. But if you want to be a little bit safer, again, the double chance is one to two. Nowhere near as good as last week, but still one to two from beating Walsall to draw or win at home to a Doncaster side who are so so. I think it's a good price. Yeah. I can't I can't figure out 
why these odds are the way they are. It's kind of bizarre, but okay. It's Shrewsbury all over again. It's Shrewsbury all over again. It is, but they're playing Doncaster. They're not playing Man United. (laughs) Doncaster, (laughs) like as you said, they haven't won in the last five. They are sticky. They they do get that odd draw, don't they? They kind of killed us the other week when they drew away at Peterborough. But I do have a juicy, juicy stat that you're going to really enjoy to back up your tip. Doncaster haven't won any of their last seven games against Walsall, home or away. Oh, yeah. I love that. That just confirms it. That just confirms it. I I thought it would. So, yeah, that one is obviously um, backed up by history there. Let's talk about a big, big, big game at the top of League One. These are two sides which me and Tom thoroughly expect to be in the top six as an absolute minimum. It's Peterborough and Portsmouth. Huge game. Peterborough sat pretty top of the league. Portsmouth in second. Not 100% sure which way to tip this, Tom, and I don't think I have anything for the profit chasers, but I just wanted to visit it, you know, acknowledge it's a big game, see if you had anything that you would go for, or would you just let it play out? Loosely. Loosely, I'd actually go for under 2.5 goals in this one, and that's priced at evens. Reason being, I think they're going to be wary of each other, these two sides. One of those games, early season, top of the table clash, two unbeaten sides. One, no one's going to want to lose this unbeaten record and concede ground to the other team at this stage of the season. If Portsmouth get beaten by Peterborough, they're already five points behind them. I know there's a lot of games still to play, but psychologically for Peterborough, that's going to be a big gap at this early stage. So I think Portsmouth are probably going to go there with the mentality of not to be beat, Um, similar to how Doncaster played against Portsmouth a few weeks ago. And I could see this one probably being a low-scoring draw. one all if I had to put a score on it. But yeah, I can under 2.5 for me, but it's a loose tip. It's a loose tip, but a tip nevertheless. I have no idea. I would leave it alone, but will <laughs> definitely be a point of interest. Let's talk about two teams that were relegated from the championship last year. We have Burton Albion. They're currently in 17th. And we have Sunderland, who are currently sat a little bit higher in fourth. Um, Sunderland, surprisingly, have actually been slightly better away from home this season. They have won every game that have played from home so far. A 4-1 win, a 2-1 win, and a 2-0 win. So they are really, really performing on the road under Jack Ross. He's going against Nigel Clough, who his team are in a complete kind of disarray at the moment. Sunderland haven't lost in any of the last six games and none of their last five away games. Burton are going to find it tough. Sunderland are evens at the Pirelli, and I'd go for the Black Cats, personally. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Sunderland. I feel like, even though Burton are rubbish, I always feel like they're a bit of a sticky team and they've got the capability of causing an upset. Um, they have actually scored in every single game aside from one this season. Um, Liam Boyce up front is having a decent start to the season, so with him on the pitch, they've always got a chance of nabbing a goal. But, um, yeah, Sunderland, excellent away record so far, um, as they're going to need to have if they want to get promoted from this division. But they are conceding goals. They've had a lot of score draws recently, a lot of games where they've won and both teams have scored. So if that happens again, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, Apart from that, I'm pretty much done with League One. As we said, tough week. We've picked a few things out there. I don't want to overkill it and give any shit tips away, but yeah, that, that'll that do for me. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to squeeze anymore. All the, all the juice is out of the orange. So on to League Two. Right, where to start in League Two? Let's start at Meadow Lane. Notts County host Stevenage in oh. Harry Kuehl's third game in charge. Will it be third time lucky for Harry as he bids to get the first win? Hey, 
what an absolute graveyard of a club this is becoming. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so Harry Kuehl played his first league match last weekend away at Exeter. They subsequently lost 5-1. Harry Kuehl got sent off. So uh, not the best league debut for him. They play Stevenage at home this weekend. Stevenage are actually doing very well in League 2. So they're in 11th. They are on 11 points, though, um, and they're only two points off Exeter in third. So despite being lower down towards the mid-table, they're actually not that far off the automatic promotion spots. So tightly bunched is League 2 at the moment. And Notts County are winless. Um, zero wins, one draw, six losses from their seven games so far. Um, 21 conceded in those seven games, an average of three a game, a minus 14 goal difference. Um, it's not looking good for County whatsoever. In the last one, two, three, four, five, six games in the league, they've conceded at least three goals. That is terrible. Um, I think eventually it could actually turn around for County. But at the moment, whilst they're on such a bad run, I'm not going to go from conceding three goals, six league matches in a row to keeping a clean sheet, I don't think. Um, especially when you've got a manager in charge like Harry Kuehl, who isn't known for defensive stability. He's a more of an attacking, play nice football kind of manager. The odds for Stevenage to score either one goal, two goals or three goals I'm just going to run through to see what you like the look of. So Stevenage to score one goal is priced at one to three. That, I think, will definitely come in. Um, not the best price, obviously, one to three. But if it's chucked in there as an accumulator booster, I think it could be good. Two goals, eight to five. Or Stevenage to score three or more goals is five to one. So... Uh, one goal at one to three, two goals at eight to five. I'll be pretty confident in tipping that will come in. Um, three goals, it's happened a lot recently. <laughs> Surely it can't keep happening, but five to one is, is high odds, I think, for that. Yeah, not Notts County are the story of the league, aren't they, so yeah. far? The, For all the wrong reason. The fall from expectation is frightening. And the fact they've conceded three goals or every game but one, I think it is, yeah. is just mind-blowing. So, yeah, I can see... For me, I'd go for Stevenage probably to score twice. Three maybe a little bit too far. I don't know. How can you say it won't happen? Can't. It's, yeah, I, I think two is the number to, to be safe at here. Two goals, eight to five. Okay, well... A team that is sat probably where Notts County were expecting to sit at this period of the season is Newport County. And Newport have a tougher-than-you-probably-think home game against Yeovil. So Yeovil for years have been fighting relegation. This may be the season where they start looking up rather than down. They're sat in eighth, and they do have a game in hand. If they won that game in hand and result everyone else stayed the same, they would be in third. So they are no mugs at all. Newport, however, I believe are the better side. They particularly have been good at home so far this season. And although I think it will be tight, I think what you will be able to get is Newport to win and both teams to score. I could see a Newport 2-1, 3-1, 3-2. Both teams are not goal shy. And that is priced at 15-4. to don't know what you think to that, Tom, but uh, Yeovil aren't as big as pushovers as people think. No. Yeah, um, I could see that one. Definitely. Newport has started the season really well, as have Yeovil, but Newport in particular, I don't think a lot of people expected them to be so high. Um, looking at their home games, Newport have actually been better than good at home this season. They've got a 100% record. A, a, little, a little word of warning. Uh, Yeovil do have 100% Away record, it has only been two games. <laughs> you do have Alex Fisher, who does have four goals in five games. But I think that's where you'll get your one, at least. Yeah. And I think Newport will go on to win the game in the end. Yeah. Yeah, good shout. I like it. Um, I 
I'm in a forgiving mood today, Tom. I feel like after Lincoln so dearly cost us on the bombproof treble last weekend, I'll forgive them. We'll draw a line under it. We'll move on to uh, hopefully three points this weekend. They play away at Macclesfield. Macclesfield are sitting in 23rd in the league, along with Notts County, the only team yet to win a game. So two draws, five losses for Macclesfield. Having a really tough time of it after coming up from the National League last season. Lincoln are still top, despite last week's hiccup. They were really, really heavily fancied to beat Crawley um, at home last weekend. I think they're the team in League 2 with the lowest odds, and they lost 1-0. Absolute disaster. But um, I'm backing them to come back and beat Macclesfield this weekend. Yeah, get back to winning ways. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's tough, isn't it, to, to go back to someone that's let you down, but, you know, you can't resist those odds, and especially, you know, away at Macclesfield, or due respect, not exactly the stiffest opposition that they could have. So, yeah, right. I fancy the Imps to uh, get that victory. So we, we were just talking about um, Lincoln, the fact that they couldn't beat Crawley. I'm actually going to look at Crawley to win. They're under new manager, Gabriele Chioffi, <laughs> I think that's how you say his name, Italian bloke, against Jim Bentley of Morecambe. I think anyone who plays Morecambe, especially at home, is someone I fancy. Morecambe, for me, are probably the worst team in the league, despite Notts being bottom. Crawley are facing a team that have lost four matches in a row, have lost five away matches in a row, and haven't won in any of their last six away matches. Morecambe are terrible. <laughs> Crawley have Ollie Palmer as well, who has managed to bag five goals in seven games this season. Uh, just to let you know, um, Morecambe have actually only scored three in the league all season. For me, Crawley, despite the Harry Cure thing, are going to come out of this well. They're seventeen to twenty to get that victory. Yeah, it's. Poor for Morecambe when they're at home to Swindon last weekend. They're 1-0 down in the first half. Swindon got a man sent off. So they're playing for over 45 minutes against 10 men and they couldn't muster a goal. And this is against a Swindon team who have been pretty leaky at the back, as we've discussed on previous podcasts. So, yeah, if you can't score when you're playing against 10 men, um, you're struggling. So, yeah. I don't think they're going to have enough to beat Crawley, which is not something I thought I'd be saying about Crawley if you asked me a few weeks ago. No, exactly. How times change. But uh, yeah, Crawley for me. Yeah, very impressive win last weekend as we've covered. Um, I've only got one more from League Two and that's in the big game towards the top of the league, Mansfield against Exeter. Uh, Result-wise, don't know which way it's going to go. Very, very tough to call. But I'd like to look at Exeter to score, and that's priced at one to two. Exeter, on a high, as we've discussed, absolutely trounced Notts County five-one um, last weekend. I think they're going to have enough about them to score a goal against Mansfield. Um, so priced at one to two, I don't think it's too bad because Mansfield aren't known for keeping clean sheets. Really, they've conceding a lot of their games so far this season. Yeah, I don't think um, David Flickcroft's tactic is keep it tight and nick one. I think it's go out, all guns blazing, uh, 4-3-3, and you know, let's see if the opposition can keep up, pretty much. I think yeah. that's the tactic. So, yeah, totally see that one. I'm going to add one more in. It's one to watch from behind your sofas, more than likely. But it's Carlisle and Tranmere. So Carlisle, under John Sheridan, find themselves in fourth position. Tranmere fans are will be delighted. They're in 14th and they are newly promoted. So they will be absolutely delighted with that. Carlisle, especially at home, have a 100% record so far. And Tranmere, on the road, are yet to pick up a win. They have managed to pick up a couple of draws. But currently, they are struggling a little bit there. Carlisle, as I said, unbeaten at home, won every game. 
they are priced at a, I think it's a decent price they're eight to five so I think that's a, you know a little bit of a diamond in the rough I think it's a not the most attractive game but I think you can get a good price there um Tranmere putting all their eggs into all their eggs into one basket James Norwood's their star midfielder has scored seven in seven the next top scorer and there's only one of them is Johnny Smith with one goal so keep him quiet Carlisle should have a comfortable yeah. home win. Yeah, that looks like a nice little find there, Tommy. I like that one. Um, I think that wraps up everything for League Two, though. Let's move on and recap last week's one joint bomb-proof treble. It was absolutely terrible, to be honest. Um, let down by a lot of favourites. So the first one we had was Lincoln, and they lost, as we've discussed, 1-0 to Crawley. We also had Portsmouth, who could only manage a 1-1 draw at home to Shrewsbury. And finally, Forest Green Rovers drew one all in their game against Port Vale. So that wasn't good. Um, Lincoln were heavy favourites. Portsmouth were heavy favourites. The stats said they, sh- they all should have won, but uh, we weren't helped by both Lincoln and Forest Green getting a man sent off. That never helped matters, but... Um, not the best week there for the trebles. Apologies to all. Apologies to all. Slim pickings. Obviously, there was only a couple of leagues available, but we picked what we thought would win from that bunch, and now it's time to move on. Plenty of games available to choose from, and hopefully better results. Yep. So if you haven't listened before, guys, this is the world-famous part of the show called the Bombproof Treble section. So everything that we've read out, all of our research, insight, knowledge, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, we combine three results that we fancy together to create bomb-proof trebles. We recommend placing a £10 stake on these games, and hopefully that will win you some profit for the weekend. We normally have a bomb-proof treble from our partners at Odds Changer. But our contact is still on holiday. This is the longest holiday on earth. So it's just us two again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully next week we'll have him back. Um, I think we will. I think he's back on holiday at some point this week. So, yeah, hopefully Tiz will be back on the show uh, next week or, or in the very near future. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, take it away, mate. Okay, so this week I am going to go for Brentford in the championship, they're priced at four to five at home to Wigan. I'm also going to go for Lincoln. Please do not let us down again. They're away at Macclesfield and they're priced at evens. And finally, we're going to throw a both teams to score in there. And that's in the Swansea against Nottingham Forest game. And that's priced at four to six. Ten pounds returns 60 on the nose. Wow. 60 on the nose. That's nice, that. Yeah, nice round figures. Yeah, oh yeah. I like that, Tommy P. Uh, one that I will be backing personally for sure. I'm going to respond with Bombproof Treble of my own. It's a full League 2 affair. So we are going to go for Carlisle at home to Tranmere. Priced at 8-5. to five. We're going to go for Newport County at home to Yeovil. 21-20. to 20. I'm going to go for Crawley Town at home to Morecambe. £10 on returns 99 exactly. Another round figure, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's another good treble. Um, all League 2, but League 2 teams were confident in. As we said, League 1 didn't have too much in it that we'd like to put on a BPT. Um, championship was... I've kind of picked my favourites out of that, so... Uh, yeah, League 2 is where the majority of the profit we think is at this weekend. But yeah, I think two trebles that I like here. Tommy P, here's hoping, mate, because yeah, this is the week. This is the week. I mean, we won a couple of weeks ago, right? So it's not like we're going through some giant drought. But, uh, you know, the bigger the show, the more the pressure. So we're, we fully, we're fully aware of that. And uh, hopefully we can deliver some better news for this weekend. Absolutely. Moving on from bomb-proof trebles, fantasy football. We still do have our fantasy football league, which is offering a £20 free bet for the winner come the end of the season. 
no Premier League games last weekend, so obviously things stay as they were. Uh, Chris Chindle still top of the league. Tom still languishing down in like 78th or something like that. Um, uh, 79th. I believe I went down a place during the international break somehow. <laughs> I think we've got some I believe so. here on the league. Um, yeah, I think so. However, um, I don't know if this was Mourinho mind games from Tom or what, but I, I actually played my wild card uh, even before the internationals. So I'm praying for no injuries. And, uh, you know, I think you got in my head, Tom, to be honest, and I've, I've changed my old team. <laughs> I, I kept like I two players. I thought of it, but I've seen your team and it is better. It is definitely an improvement on what was there before. So, yeah, I think you should do all right, to be honest, from now on. Got a lot of ground to catch up on. Um, if you do want to join the league, if you do have a team, you can find the league code in the show notes or on social media. Uh, we'll just give it to you if you can't find it. So please do get in touch if you want to join. Yes, please do. Um, again, ways keeping in touch. It doesn't stop at Fancy Football. We welcome people to follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'll follow back. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Join in the debate, the memes, the bets, whatever it is that we're offering there. Again, we're on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us of any inquiries, you can do so. Football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And the last thing is if you have enjoyed the show, uh, the best thing that you can do for us is go to iTunes and give us a rating. Um, we'd really appreciate that, especially if it's positive, as that will help us move further up the rankings, uh, get more exposure and resultingly bring you an even better show. So, yeah, thank you for listening, though. Um, it's really appreciated, as always. Yes, thank you very much. If you do have a few moments just to kind of make our days a bit, please rate and review on iTunes. For me, yeah. I think that's everything. Um, I'm over and me. out. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks for listening as ever, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much, guys. Take it easy.